Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hi, welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. I am your host, Stacey Millard, and today I am bringing you a topic that I'm going to pre-warn you. As soon as you as soon as you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep this episode. This is my promise to you. I'm going to keep this episode to under 15 minutes. I'm going to try and aim for 10, actually, because I think it is really, really, really important for you to hear the information. But I also know if I ask you for too much of your time, you're not going to listen. So I'm really just going to spitfire all of it. And here's what I'm going to be talking about. I am going to be talking about what it is like to have an experience sitting on a board for a for an agency or a fortune 500 company any public company that has a board and the reason I'm going to bring this to you is really those organizations are our small businesses just 10 15 steps ahead of us and they have some really important kind of concepts and how they run their business that apply to us that we could take not necessarily at day one but something to keep in mind early on and as you get further and further along there are concepts that become more and more relevant that you need to apply so these these organizations first of all are much different than running a board for a community organization usually the board for a community organization like you're volunteering your time like you're quite involved I'm talking a board of directors that is very much separate from an organization and really the responsibility is to look down and assess the health and really make sure that the objectives are being met that the team is doing what they need to be doing and that the health of the organization is where it needs to be so here's what it's like number one you're recruited okay not just anybody sits on the board for these level of organizations you have to have a skill set I think the most important thing is that they actually analyze what skills are held by each director to make sure that as an overarching board that you have skills in every area that's important to the business. This view into the business of just like wanting to see like, do we have enough skills to make proper decisions is one of the even most important things right from the start. Do we have the skills necessary? And that is something that you should be considering. Do we have the appropriate level of skill early on? you're pretty general, right? Like you as a business owner are the entrepreneur, like you're running things and that general knowledge, like I, my knowledge is spread wide, that's okay. But as your business continues to grow, you need people in areas that are able to go deeper, more specialized and really making sure that you have all the skills on board. And then also having somebody looking from the outside in is the other piece that's important. So the board of directors, remember, like they're not involved in day-to-day decisions. Other 
than the CEO and the president, they typically don't have a lot of communication other than with C-suite executives. They don't talk to anybody else within the business. They are communicating directly through the president and the CEO. So they are at a very high level. This allows you to make those 50,000 foot view decisions on like what is our objective? So looking at the business plan, again, like here's a flag for you. If you don't have a business plan, that's where you really need to start having one made because as you grow team members and contractors and everything else, you need to know where you're going and it's going to be harder and harder as you lose touch points with those direct touch points with those people in your organization to keep them on track. So now also looking from the outside in, we're using that business plan to see like, are you meeting the objectives? Is the plan good enough, first of all? And is the president and CEO meeting the objectives? What approach are they taking? What is that high level? Here's what's going on. I'm not talking about like we don't get into we don't get into the details. But we do say like, what's the approach? Is this right? And number one, is we ask about risk right? We're always there looking like, what could derail us from this plan? Is there something financially? Is there something economically, environmentally, team-wise? What are the risks that we're not going to achieve this objective? Are they large enough risks that we need to address them further? We look at the longevity of the organization. So we're not just focused on today. While we do still see um, like today's results and we are looking at that, we're also looking three, five years out into the future. This is very different than when you're starting a business and really honestly, you're just looking at the next six to 12 months. As you get further and further along, you're looking at like, what is the long-term plan? What's the game plan? And that is where that board of directors is making those level decisions. We're talking about business development. We're talking about cash planning. We're making sure that the team in place is able to understand and make those decisions, which leads me into my next point. We never have a meeting that we do not talk about the financial health of the organization. Because if we don't have money, if we haven't looked at the plan and we don't have money to move forward, we don't have a business. And this is one of the areas that I think small business owners typically fail to look at. And I, I mean, coming from a finance background, you know that I, I push it, but it's beyond that. It is understanding like, well, what's coming up and do we have the cash to be able to do all this? If not, what's the financing look like? You know, maybe you have some repairs that are coming up for your building that you're in and you actually need to have money available for it. So we start looking to try to, instead of moving to a place where we're, you know, fighting the fires, dealing with everything in the moment, we're really starting to get to a place where we're proactive instead of reactive. And that is incredibly important in that shift from like small business owner to CEO, right? What kind of decisions are you making? And I can tell you all of the small business owners that I work with, there comes a point where they're like, I am so tired of fighting fires. I want to get to a place where I'm doing things ahead of time. Well, that's one of those changes, right? Getting to a place, building capacity so that you get to that place where you are making those decisions in advance as though you're responding to a board of directors who's saying, well, what's your plan for this? How does this look? The other thing I would say is that we actually have very consistent meetings. We keep them very high level 
role. Everybody knows their role, but we have consistent meetings to go over this kind of information. One of the biggest benefits to any business that has that board is you have somebody looking from the outside in. That is so incredibly hard to do as a small business owner to be able to be in and integrating and doing all the damn work. And then also at a 50,000 foot view, being able to see all those big picture items. Uh, One of my mentors, Chris Harder, talks about this. He had a great episode almost about a year ago where he talked about how as business owners, we cannot be the visionaries, that CEO visionary, seeing the big picture of where a business is going, and then also an integrator doing all the things. So making that shift. And that's where when I'm sitting on a board as a director, I'm able to ask the CEO those high level questions. And they understand the information from their integrators, from the people in their organization doing all the work, but they're not doing it themselves. It also forces you when you are in that spot as CEO and you've got a board of directors to respond to, you act differently when you have somebody to report to. You start making decisions from a place of, am I doing this efficiently? Am I making this business money? Also, you're kind of detached, right? You don't see a CEO of a Fortune 500 company without a very specific uh, negotiated pay scale. Here's how much you're paid. Here's your defined bonus. What that allows you to do is have a role in your business that's like, this is what I'm getting paid for my skill set. If I was to have to hire a manager or hire a replacement, this is what they'd be paid. And then my other compensation is what I would be paid if I was a shareholder in this business and an investor in this business. And having those kind of two roles outlined when you're a CEO of a small business really makes makes things easier. It starts making you understand like, can this business survive with management hired? And then if so, what kind of return on investment would somebody who's investing in this business get back? And is do they see it as a good investment? Do they see it as rewarding? And that can really force you to make different decisions. The one thing that I want to stress about all of this is that this is no, not taking the heart out of business. Okay. The airport that I sit at, we sponsor a ton of community events, bringing together the community is at the core one of the core pieces of what we do we invest in for example like human trafficking in different things that are important to us we invest in that so I'm saying you do not have to take the heart out of it this doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're cutting you know all your employees pay rates and you're just getting cutthroat with money but what I'm saying what I do think is necessary is that you start looking at business in a way of like well how can I make this work how can I maximize this how can I give back and still make money right? How can we have massive impact and pay our employees well and still make a profit for shareholders? Having that pressure of like, okay, we want to do it all is what allows us to get creative in our businesses and really start having, you know, change made. That's where innovation happens. That's where the creativity comes in. And that's where it's fun, allowing that pressure to actually bring forth some really amazing diamonds, right? That's where the diamonds are made through the pressure. And that is where I love, love, love having a board of directors that you have to report to. You have to explain your actions and your decisions to when you are accountable to somebody else it is just a whole new level so we don't meet like we meet quarterly at 
the airport. We don't have to be down our CEO's throat often, but we do assess the level of risk. We assess the financial situation. We assess the plan going forward, and we're really making those high-level decisions. So here's what I want to tell you. We're almost at 10 minutes, and I promise you 10. So here's the one takeaway you need to have. Number one, I am not a huge fan. I've seen businesses bring on a board of directors where they're volunteer positions and it's just like some mentors. I'm not always a huge fan of that. If you have a group of people you trust with a diversified skill set, that is fantastic. But people don't always want to do that for free right? So if you're at a place where like, okay, I'm not really in a place where I can afford to bring on this help and and have this yet, which I think at some point you should, especially if you're taking investment. But I think it's it is valuable to bring on a paid board, even if it's just mentors, instead of having a coat one coach, you have a, you know, four that you bring into a room once a quarter or every six months to like look things over. But if you're not going to have that yet, then what I would love for you to do is develop the skill set where you take yourself off site, not where you normally do work. And you sit down and you say, okay, if I invested in this business, if I was somebody objective, who's like, I want to see this business succeed, but I'm going to be a hard ass at like looking it through because I really want all of the gaps filled. What would I see from the outside in? And it's not going to come natural or easy to begin with. But as you do it more and more, you'll be able to see things brain dump. Don't get into like, okay, here's like the first thing comes up and then you're like, hey, now I'm into fixing. No, you're back into CEO mode. You're back into integrating. Try and put yourself in the shoes of an investor saying like, how am I going to get my money back? Where are the risks that I might not get my money back? And kind of detaching from the business. So that is my number one takeaway is like, if you do not have those people in your business, make it in yourself, put it in your calendar once a quarter and start doing this religiously. And I promise you looking from the outside in into your business is going to have massive impact. Okay, that's it. 12 and a half minutes. As always, I just like I'm obsessed with small businesses. I want so bad to see you succeed. I want to make it easier. I believe in income and impact and a life you love. I believe you can have it all. And the way that I can help you do that is by sharing my message, sharing the knowledge that I have, sharing the mentorship that I can provide. So please, if you found anything in this episode useful, share it with one of your small business friends. And of course, encourage them to come and follow along for more tips, tricks, strategy, and mindset. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.